0: It's not what you sell that matters as much as how you sell it. Brian Halligan. How are my peak performers doing today? Greetings, bless up yourself. Hope everybody's doing great. Welcome to episode 130 of the Entrepreneurial You Podcast. I'm Henneka Watkins-Sporto. Today's episode... I'm happy to say is with Vlad Kalos. Vlad founded two nonprofits at the age of 16. Go get that. Then dropped out of college, moved to another country with two of his friends, built Planable at 19 years old and became an honoree of Forbes 30 under 30 at 22 years old. Vlad has been featured as a guest writer and marketer by multiple publications, including Social Media Examiner, Entrepreneur, and many others. I'm looking forward to our conversation on building your marketing team from scratch. Welcome, Vlad.
1: Thank you. Thanks a lot for having me.
0: And before we actually start our conversation on the topic What's the strangest thing you've heard about Jamaica?
1: I would say that the people are crazy there. Probably this is the strangest thing that I heard.
0: I, I just want to say it's good crazy, I hope. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean crazy because um, from a friend that went to Jamaica, he once mentioned that uh, the Jamaican people are similar to Eastern European, like they are very heartwarming and very, very kind with other strangers. Mm-hmm. In, yeah. Anyway, this was this, this was his experience, but I'm not sure if this is the truth for or, or yeah. not. Yeah.
0: Well, actually, that's pretty much the same feedback I I get from you know when I ask visitors here, what's the one thing that stands out perhaps for them is the warmth of our people, and really it is true, you know, it really is true, and a lot of times we get perceived in the media um in a negative light, and those things do happen, you know, but notwithstanding that. Uh, we are not what the media portrays. What the media portrays is, is, um, does really highlight our strengths at times, which, uh, we are warm. We're kind. We're people who are go-getters and all of that. Very entrepreneurial and very, very ambitious. All right. Moving right along. Now you founded two nonprofits at 16. What were these two nonprofits about and why did you start them?
1: Yeah, I hear this a lot that um, lots of my friends were saying that I can't even believe me, believe you that you are so young and you are doing so much stuff. Uh, at the age of uh, 16, I was participating in lots of personal development projects like public speaking or project management, even small marketing uh, projects like this to develop my personal skills. But at one point, I just started getting bored of, um, all these projects and I felt like I'm not getting any value for myself. I definitely saw a big value for them in the community, but not for myself. So I just started thinking about the things that I wanted to improve for myself personally. And then I just stumbled uh, upon multiple websites on how to become a better man. And then I just spoke, started speaking with some of my friends that how would it be to start improving our skills on being a better man, like from the age of 16, like I can't even believe, believe myself that I was thinking on such subjects at that age. And then I just spoke with my friends and we said, okay, all right, let's just start a project on this. And we started a six week course called Academy of Manliness. It was teaching you the art of like becoming a man and what are the manly skills that you need? What are, what's the manly behavior? How to behave with another woman? Uh, how to be kind to your society? How to be constantly helpful? Uh, and so on. So lots of these things. And the second one was, uh, bright ideas. It was a nonprofit for pupils, people from 16 to 19 years old on developing. Uh, their skills, especially in product management and preparing them for the adult life.
0: Many times I don't hear about persons, you know, doing courses to become a better man or a better person, perhaps, you know, some things we just take it for granted that it happens by default. And... um this goes to show how grounded you are and what your mind um set was like from the very beginning and from a very early age what inspired you to want to be this way though was it that your parents encouraged it who did you see around you that was engaged in this kind of a personal development and, you know, and growth?
1: I was following a couple of my friends that um, I really liked the way they started to behave as a man and they started like dressing really, really manly. Uh, and there was also obviously my dad, um, who I learned a lot of, a lot of skills and a lot of, small, small things on how he behaved with my mom that that was super inspired. And I knew that I should behave with a woman exactly the same at that age of 16. And then I was reading also lots of blogs on this topic on, I just stumbled upon one day on uh, a website called art of manliness. Uh, And then I was also reading like JQ and many other manly websites. And then I just said, there should be something there is something in this and i started to be super super interested in what are the skills what what was the behavior uh what do the men do how to do this how to do that and then i just started to look at my society and understanding that the society next to me is doing lots of things the opposite way like there are a lot of boys that were my age and that I was finding out that they are like speaking rude to the girls or um, are are just behaving like jerks. Uh, and I was really sad to hear that. I was really sad to hear that we have this society that I'm living in. And I was just, I was probably trying to make, a small, small change in a very small community next to me.
0: Wow. And that's all that matters, you know, Vlad, just wanting to make that change. Uh, Where did you grow up? What country are you from?
1: I'm from Republic of Moldova. This is Eastern Europe.
0: Oh, okay. And so we're talking now about, we're heading into your college life, but then you dropped out of college. What did you begin to pursue? Why did you drop out and move to another country? And where did you go? Tell us that
1: story. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, I was studying at college in November 2015. uh, But then I just went to a startup competition on 15th of November in 2015. Uh, I went to a startup competition to to just be there. I just wanted to be part of the community. I just wanted to see how other people are building their startups, building their companies. I was um, admiring lots of other entrepreneurs that went to this event. So I said that, all right, let me just give it a try. I just want to go there. Uh, but I went meeting the, my current co-founders right there. One of the current co-founders, Xenia, I already knew her. She was already part of the team of a team that was formed right there. And I just asked if I could be also part of this team. And they accepted me. And a couple of days later, we won the, we won the competition. And we, the first prize was that we won a boot camp, basically a three week course to start developing a startup with mentors, with support from the community and so on. But this was in another country and they accepted us. We said that we really see the potential in you guys. We really like you as a team. And in two months, I just moved from Moldova to Romania. Uh, also in Eastern Europe. I just moved into Romania. I left everything I had. I left my job. I left my school. I left my girlfriend that I had back then. I left really, literally everything back then. So I just said, all right, let's just move there and start developing the company. And since then, we are still doing the same thing. And since then, there is Planable.
0: Okay, so there's Planable, And that's in Romania, right? because you're still exactly, yeah. you've, you've you've left your your country of origin at what age did you enter university did you enter college
1: I went to college at 19 and then I dropped college 4 months later What were you pursuing I was studying uh, international international relations basically public affairs, public affairs and diplomacy
0: Right. So, I mean, at 19, I guess you're allowed to make, to change your mind and stuff, you know, leave your country, leave your girlfriend, leave everything behind and start afresh. And, and that's the beauty of youth, you know, and um I love this refreshing energy that you bring to what you do. So now we're going to be talking about Planable. What is it doing? And you're now marketing expert. You're, you're actually submitting to big name publications such as Social Media Examiner, which many of us subscribe to, Entrepreneur and so many others. Now, tell us about Planable, and then we're going to be moving into how do you build your marketing team from scratch? We're going to be talking about that.
1: Definitely. Yeah. So Planable is a social media content collaboration platform for agencies, freelancers and marketing teams. And in a nutshell, we are helping you to preview how the content would look like before publishing any. So if you just go into planable, you will see a hundred pixel perf- perfect experience of how your page on Facebook would look like with all of the content that you want to publish for the next week or for the next month before publishing any. Because we are, we are literally duplicating all of the pieces of content from the social page. And then you can simply just ask for feedback, uh, collaborate with any of your teammates or any of your clients, if you are an agency, and then ask for approval and schedule the content to social media. Mm. All right. So how does that work? So I have a team
0: of mm, three people, for example, uh, who's doing social media, who's handling content and take us from the very get go of getting that content um, developed to executing it on your platform, to put it out on your
1: platform? Absolutely, yeah. So first of all, they obviously have to sign up for for an account. It just takes probably less than 10 seconds. And afterwards, they can create a workspace. By workspace, I mean a brand. In your case, these are your social pages. Afterwards, we start connecting all of these pages on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram. We can also connect LinkedIn uh, personal profiles or Facebook group, Facebook groups. And after we do all of this, all we have to do is just start creating the content, start creating actually the, the social media posts. And on this point, we have multiple other directions. You can get yourself involved at any point of this process. And instead of... Uh, giving them feedback the usual way you would do, for example, on Skype or Slack or emails or anything else. Instead of doing this in other platforms, all you do is come into Planable, see exactly how the content would look like, give them feedback, uh, give them suggestions, make all the suggestions yourself. And afterwards, you can simply schedule the content to social media or you just approve the content for them. And they know that if the content has been approved, everyone is happy with the content, everyone is on the same page, and all we have to do is just schedule it. Mm
0: -hmm. And what's the benefit to uh, a customer of having all those features available to them?
1: The benefit is that, first of all, instead of using multiple platforms, like, for example, spreadsheets to create the content, emails to give feedback or ask for feedback, and then For example, PowerPoint in order to create a presentation of how your content would look like for the next week or for the next month. And then distributing all of this content to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and so on. Instead of doing and using all of these platforms in the same time and have all of your information scattered across multiple platforms, all you have to do is just go into planable, create your, create your content, and then just schedule it to social media.
0: So that's the ultimate social media plan.
1: Exactly. Yeah. We call it one place to create and collaborate on all of our content.
0: Uh, one-stop shop. I like it. Exactly. I, I, I absolutely love that. Clearly, you're not doing this alone. Clearly, you have a team working with. Take us, you did alluded, uh, somewhat allude to it earlier in terms of, you know, you went to this boot camp with um, with your founders and so on. But take us to your process of building the right team, building that right marketing team for your business. How do you go about doing that?
1: Yeah, definitely. So um, I think that I went through, I and we as a team and we as a company went through tons of multiple mistakes, like really, we, <laughs> you failed. Don't we, all, right? <laughs> we failed at a lot of points, but I was just taking or trying to take any fail as a growth opportunity and as a learning opportunity for us as a team in order to understand better. And as a startup, we tried to do all the growth hacks that we've seen on all of the Facebook groups and on the different marketing websites and growth hackers and anything else. We really tried to do tons of growth hacks in order to get our first customers or our first users or uh, get some growth on the acquisition side and so on. But we understood that nothing uh, really worked for us like sustainable growth, like sustainable health of the company in terms of the marketing. One and a half years ago, we hired a new person in the marketing team. This was Miruna. She worked at Uber uh, before that. And she gladly joined Plenable to to help us with all of the marketing activities that we do. Mm -hmm. So we just, we just sat with her and it was me, it was her and also our CEO uh, and my co-founder Xenia. And we started brainstorming what we need to do in order to start getting actual results on all of this. So after discussing it for a couple of days and creating like small bootcamps where like workshops inside our company and focusing only on this thing, on creating everything from scratch and understanding what's the core and What are the lessons that we learned and what we need to do? We went to creating a system for our team that was part of three main pillars. And these pillars are people. Anyway, this is how we call them. These are people, processes and tools. So I'll just try to try to walk you through all of these pillars. Absolutely. Yeah. So the first pillar that I mentioned was people and People are obviously the essence of marketing processes and our team, we tried the structure based on the skills and abilities and roles. And we understood that there are three things that we need to do first. The the first one is to understand what are the main assets of each of us? What are the main strengths? What are the main skills that any of us do? So we just went to create a couple of marketing roles inside our team. And for example, We had different marketing roles like a marketing project manager. This is a person that was the head of operations. Uh, She ensured that everything works as planned. The KPIs are in place and the communication between the team members work flawlessly. And then there was a marketing engineer. This is an engineer that was focused on getting stuff done and then implementing all of the marketing campaign. That's it. No strategy side, only implementation and only getting the real stuff. And then we also had a marketing data analyst. This was a person working closely with the project uh, manager and also with the engineer to understand how data works and how to use it properly for all of our campaigns this was the first the first part of the of the people the second part that was super important for us is to create a clear ownership from the very beginning because for example we were doing tons of random stuff every day before that but then we understood that we need a clear structure inside the team with clear ownership this is why we divided ownership for all of us for example i am doing only the content marketing blog and also writing to another blogs about Planable. My colleague was doing social media and newsletters and someone else was doing data and analytics. And then on the third part, it was super important for us to constantly iterate on all of these ideas. So if we start creating something, let's just iterate quickly on all of the new ideas and all of the new information that we have. And on the other side, we also understood that we don't always have all of the skills that we need and our skills may not fit perfectly for our organization where everybody knows what we are doing. And this is why we know that we don't have to worry if we don't have the skills that we might need, for example, video production or website building or conversion optimization, because we, we just started hiring freelancers to cover these skills that we didn't have. And we, since then, we are working with lots of freelancers for, uh, video post-production because we have a video blog. This is called people of marketing and I can do the editing. I can create a video blog itself. We can shoot this in our improvised studio, but I can't really work with Adobe after effects or start creating effects on our videos and everything else. So we just hired a freelancer. Where we just hire someone to help us with audio production on a couple of our podcasts that we are that we are working on, we're working more on the data scraping. We're creating a webinar. We just started hiring people to cover the small niches and the small tasks that we thought we don't have the time to learn, but we wanted to give this to someone with great expertise.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So the people the processes and the tools that are necessary for you to win now back to the hire that you made uh, from Uber what were you looking for when you brought her on board what were some of the things that you knew that you needed to have you know in a team member what were you hiring
1: for great question yeah we i would say that we looked for clarity we were into the planable company already. We were working on this company already for two years before hiring Miruna, the the person that was a doer. It was a complete mess in terms of the marketing because we tried different things. We never had a structure, a proper structure. We never had a plan, a normal plan on how to do everything. We never have had consistency. We never had efficient processes and alignment on everything that we do. We never tracked normally everything that we need. So we just wanted and we needed someone. To come into this equation with new eyes, with new ideas, with just a new look on everything that we do, so that we finally can look at this and someone can look at this with new eyes and say, All right, guys, here are the main problems that I see in this company. Here are the main solutions that I see we might outline. And here is what we need to do in order to make this happen. One, two, three, four.
0: So you have been honored as a Forbes 30. Under thirty, You know, I've interviewed some 30 under 30 on this show before. And for each experience, of course, it's different. Now, what has been your experience like? Um, just quickly kind of take us through leading up to that award, honor. And what has that meant for you being awarded, being honored as of Forbes 30 under 30? At 22 years old, I might add.
1: I was feeling... Extremely proud to hear that I got uh, into the list on Forbes for Tender 30. Because first of all, it was, and it is a tremendous success for us as a company and for us as founders, because we got, we got the, the nomination, all of us, all, all the three founders of Planable, me, Xenia and Nick. And for us, it meant it was a great success. It was a great beginning of all of this. I'm underlining beginning because I think that This is just a one stop for getting the fourth third and the thirty. I'm thinking that this was just the beginning for all of us as a company because this this is just one of the achievements that we did, but most of the hard things are still forward. Most of the hard truth that we need to do, most of the hard work that we that we will struggle with, is just coming up.
0: You know, what has it been like for you in terms of you know the rewards? What has the reward been like?
1: So the reward was like we we just found out about this via an email, and we were invited to the main ceremony in London, uh, to to receive the the nomination on Forbes Under for 30 under the marketing side, but unfortunately, and I'm really sad. Till this day, uh, we went to a business meeting. We had already a business meeting planned uh, exactly in those days in New York, and unfortunately, we didn't have the chance to attend. But I'm really looking forward to, to coming to the Fourth, Third under, under 30 Congress next year.
0: I wasn't even talking necessarily about attending the event per se, but just knowing that you have received that honor. You know, what has it meant? Has it impacted your business in any way? Or can you um, connect it to any impact that it has had?
1: Definitely. Yeah. We started connecting with lots of other Forbes, Forbes, for under thirty people, lots of other agency, uh, agency people from the space. Also, uh, it's really great that we have a community and we are helping you. And for us, it meant that we have more power and more Influence. <laughs> um, exactly. Yes, thank you. I was looking I was looking yes. for a similar word. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's why I'm here. <laughs> like 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 a proof of record, like something like a proof that we are doing something valuable and lots of people. Validation, really that- right? Exactly. Yes, validation. Mm -hmm. finally thank you Uh, (laughs) i'm
0: here for you i got you
1: (laughs) yeah and we we really felt like people validated us more like people really felt like we are actually doing something impactful for the marketing industry
0: great great and i'm just going to give you the final moments to wrap your thoughts as we talk about, as we end our conversation on building your marketing team from scratch. For those startups or prospective startups that are listening right now, what are some of the things that you want to say to them as they think about putting a marketing team together, specifically as it relates, of course, to marketing?
1: Yeah, so um, first of all, I'm, I spoke a lot of building your marketing teams from scratch in my own book, that I self-published last uh, last month. It's called Marketing Teams of the Future. Uh, you can find the, the link on my personal LinkedIn and also Let's Connect. Would be really really happy to help if you have any questions or if you are trying to build your own company now. I'm Vlad Kalos on LinkedIn and I'm also participating in lots of entrepreneurship programs and. Uh, startup communities worldwide to help entrepreneurs build their own companies.
0: I know that you've referred us to your link, but just wrap up by sharing some of those insights for those who want to build their marketing team from scratch.
1: For those that want to build their marketing teams from scratch, here are my three ideas that I think it's critically important to, to implement in your marketing team. First of all, you need to place transparency at the core of your marketing team at the core of your entire flow. Make sure that your strategy and your marketing activities and your marketing uh, materials, all of the media files, all of the links or passwords to all of the tools that you are using, they are transparent inside your team. Because I believe that the marketing team of the future must be able to access all of this information in one single epicenter. And by giving the access to the same information and the same access to all of the tools and everything that you use, the marketing team will have a complete strategy and consistency and clarity around everything that's happening. And the second thing that I really, really think that you need to embrace or start working on this specifically is consistency. Because as a marketer, you cannot create real and big results without any consistencies. This is the only way to create a brand that is relatable and easy to grasp. And once you define and fully understand understand what your brand is, the next step is just to ensure that all of your content and everything that you create is consistent across all of your uh, marketing channels that you do.
0: Just so we, we have it at the forefront of our minds again, can you kind of repeat your contact information where our peak performers might find you?
1: Definitely, yeah. Uh, I would suggest just contacting on LinkedIn. This is the best place to start a conversation with me. Uh, my email is also vlad at vladable.io If you have any questions or if there is anything I can help you with uh, in terms of marketing, branding, or anything else, just let me know. Okay,
0: and that's Vlad Carlos on LinkedIn V L A D C A L U S. Vlad, exactly. it has been such a pleasure having you on. It's been refreshing. It's great talking with you, your achievements and and just seeing your, you know, the trajectory that you've been on ever since you've been very young and the things that, you know, you were inspired by what you wanted to do, the meaning and impact that you wanted to create. So I want to commend you personally and to wish you all the success. And thank you so much for joining me on the Entrepreneurial You podcast.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for for having me. And it's been a blast. Really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you today.
0: All right. And thank you to my peak performer for tuning in to this episode with Vlad Carlos here today. Of course, I look forward to connecting with you next week. Remember, you can go to com. You can see all the various aspects and Things that I'm involved with, the blogs, the podcasts, you know, podcasts like this episode that you've just heard, you can binge listen, you can share it. There's so many resources. There are things that I'm going to be announcing pretty soon as well. Um, you Um, know, if you want to contact me for coaching, podcast coaching, entrepreneurship coaching, you know, you want to start, you want to launch your startup, all of these things, you can go to HennekeWatkesPorter.com where you can find me. Remember. You were born to win, but to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win and expect to win. What good. Attention LeaderCast Women is an inspirational one day leadership event featuring renowned female leaders male and female audience members alike will leave LeaderCast women with the tools they need to become leaders worth following attend the event via simulcast at Nutsford Court Hotel on October 18. To learn more visit HennekaWatkeSports.com or call 849-2571 <laughs> We needed to raise capital, but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act, and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing? or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange.
1: Give us a call today
0: at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange.